Hey, 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 y'all. Welcome to the Hardy Wrestling Podcast with your girl, Stephanie Hardy. And welcome to part two of the Black History Month collaboration series, where, of course, I'm starting something new by talking to various people in Black wrestling media, aka my compatriots, my friends, um, my brothers and sisters in the wrestling media fight. Um, as we get together and talk about, you know, the evolution of Black wrestling in all of its different forms. And tonight, of course, I'm Stephanie, but of course, I am so happy to be here with two lovely women who I've had the honor and privilege of watching grow and then also watching them continue to do more and more in the media space, in and out of wrestling as well. And they are based like pioneers to me in terms of what it's like for black women to be in this podcasting space when it comes to wrestling. So without further ado, welcome Queen PR and Chris to be of those wrestling girls. How are you guys? Hi. Oh, so good. Hi. Thank you for that intro. Absolutely. Thank you, Steph. Hey, Brian. Of course. Oh, Brian Beach Waters in the comments. Hey. Thanks for watching. Um, but yeah, like, of course, like you guys are worth all of the intros, all of the things. And I'm so happy that we finally get to do this together. I feel like we have been scheduling and not scheduling and stuff not working out for years. <laughs> so yeah. I'm so happy that we've finally gotten together and this is happening now. Um, so I want to ask you guys before we start our conversation, like, how is it that you two, you know, came together and, you know, decided that this is what you guys want to do in starting those wrestling girls you want to take it <laughs> i'm gonna ask you the same thing um so we both worked in media and we ended up working for um actually with my sister um and we were on a blogger panel i think and someone brought up wrestling and our faces like lit up and we were she was, oh my god i think we we're like missing raw or something and we were like oh my god you like wrestling blah, blah, blah. so then we worked together another time and that's when the women's evolution was happening and anytime me and krista got together for work related things all we would talk about was wrestling and krista was like yo we should have a blog or a podcast or something i was like word right and um uh, then uh, you want to take it from there, Crystal? Because I feel oh, like um, we did our first, I want to say our first demo of how we would be received. This is when IGTV first came out. Like, like we were the test dummies for IGTV. And I was talking to P, I was like, yo, we're not coming <laughs> with a name. 
And I was like, oh, we should do those, say those wrestling girls. And P hated the name. I really hated it. Like, no, ew, let, let me think keep brainstorming. It. Let me think <laughs> on it. Let me. So I'm like, whatever. So we 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 did the demo video, and I wrote those wrestling girls across the the um the video. Nice. And everybody was just like, like the the feedback that we received was really really good. So we were just like, all right, stay tuned those wrestling girls. So P was like, okay, you know, you're right. And I also told her, I was just like, it's so easy to keep our names in the conversation. Mm. Whether it's good or bad, somebody will be like, oh my God, it's Krista B, Queen P, are those wrestling girls in a good way or in a bad way. But our name is still being mentioned. Mm. And now what, almost five years later, here we are like, oh my God, is those wrestling girls. So that's exactly how, you know, we came about. Um, mm -hmm. And then fast forward, to, fast forward to Evolution, because P and I kept brainstorming throughout this whole experience before we got to Evolution. Before they were planning and was yeah. like, how are we going to do this? Yeah, so before they announced Evolution, we was like planning and looking up stuff. And I had just started working at my job at HOT and we had okay to record there. And and it, it was a lot going on. So then once they announced Evolution, she definitely just said if she she if her on Wi-Fi acts up, she'll log in on her phone. So for the, so we're just gonna keep talking for the viewers who are here. Um so when it came down to evolution, P was like, No, we gotta go. Yeah, once it was in New York, it was like a it was like God was like, No, like you guys need to cover this. And like it was exactly what we were standing for. So it was it was perfect. And that was our first episode. We recorded like I think the day the or day after. And we were exhausted. And even that was an experience that I was just recently telling people how we recorded it the first time and for whatever reason it didn't record then the second time and then we actually had to record it a third time yeah, we recorded it three times in three different spaces <laughs> in brick oh and yeah brick. and that and if you look at that episode we are exhausted just from okay. you've been to show stuff you know that that come down from one of those magical wrestling nights so we were just like oh my god but i love it now looking back and I'm like that, and like, look how far we've come. Yeah. Yeah, like that's a pretty cool origin story. It's like you both start off working in the same profession, and then, you know, by happenstance, a conversation happens, and then you realize you both love a thing. And then even though, you know, you try to make time for it, and even in the midst of all your tiredness with all the passion that you have from what you just experienced, you guys came together and put together a show. And even though, you know, it might not have been as perfect as you thought it should be, you still turned it into an amazing thing. And that's perfectly fine. Because, I mean, my show, Lord Hemmers, wasn't even on video. Like, y'all had IGTV. I didn't even know how to do anything, any of that. So I was just doing audio. But at least, you know, you all had each other. Um, to sort of push each other through. And now here you guys are. Like those wrestling girls is that show. Like right now. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. And Steph, I don't know if you remember, you were like kind of one of our very first guests on whatever we, I don't know if we was recording an episode or we was doing something within the those wrestling girls Um entity but you were one of our very first episodes um this is when i was doing a lot of episodes of stuff from my car yes. R. R. P. Juju. that was my first car yes. and 
Um, you yeah, you were one of our first episodes. So I just want to say thank you for taking a chance on us and wanting to be featured on our episodes. And now look, we all here on yours. And I just want to give you your flowers right now because stuff, you were killing it out here, okay? Mm-hmm. You're such a great viewer as well. Yes, like you were literally going places like UK and Comic Con and everything. So please, please, please keep going. If not for us, then do it for yourself. But you are killing it. You are amazing. And I just had to give you your flowers right while we're on your show. Thank you guys so much. Like, that really means the world because, oh, y'all going to make me cry. And it's too early. Like, it's just now. Y'all going to make me cry. Like, y'all can't do this now. Um, but yeah, like it's crazy to watch the evolution of people and when they start things. And so, and then just last week, it was, you know, my three year anniversary of doing the show. So it's congratulations. Just, congratulations. Happy anniversary. It's a, yeah. It's a blessing really. And I'm just so glad to even be in this space, but it's because of women like you and seeing y'all, whether it was on Twitter or whether it was, you know, listening to y'all or watching y'all videos that I felt like, you know, I could do it like, okay, these girls are just like me. You know, they're working, they're doing whatever they can, but they love wrestling too. So if they can do it, I can do it. So that's all that really matters is like seeing y'all made me want to do it and seeing other women made me want to do it. And I'm just so glad that y'all have, you know, embraced me as a part of the sisterhood and helped me um, to keep going in whatever ways I can, even though it gets tiring sometimes. I never get tired of it because Super I love tiring. It. Yeah. <laughs> we love it too, but it's times where we're just like, Yo, we got to take a break because if mm-hmm. you don't take any breaks in between, like I think our first year we were experiencing burnout and yeah. he didn't want to admit that we was experiencing burnout because she was I don't go, go, go. Burnout. I, I, uh-huh. I just take a break. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure. She just wanted to keep going, going, going. Like she was letting, and this, and this is for any, any, anybody who's want, wants to see their progress um, grow. Like P was looking at numbers, looking at all the, the metrics of those wrestling girls while I'm just like, all right, I could, I'm over here thinking of cute social media designs and how to, you know, whatever. And it was at a point to where I'm just like, we, we were literally just like, yeah, this isn't, it's not seeming fun anymore. It's mm. not seeming like even watching wrestling, it feels like a job instead of us actually watching it and having an actual conversation. So it was interesting too um about wrestling is also if you're not into the product at the moment yeah so then you don't have that inspiration either so then it's like okay like i'm not even into wrestling really right now like you know of course i'm gonna watch every week but you know it comes in waves so then you're also fighting that and then we have such a niche topic where it's like the women don't get a lot of time as it is and then there's times where they get like no time and then it's just like you're just defeated and you're just like why are we doing this and then wrestling twitter is can be a fucking monster as well so it, and sometimes it could be really negative so there's like so many moving parts like i was i was talking to one of my dearest friends and i was like yo recording is the easiest part it is it is mm-hmm. it is it's the work that comes with marketing a brand and all that that's where like the work comes in and yeah, then life, really life in. So it's like a stir of things. Life, and life. It does. What I like about working with Krista B is like we're we're very different in good or and bad ways. To where like me being a Capricorn, like I'm just gonna keep working, working, working. Like even if I'm in a you know bad state or something, I'm gonna keep working. Like the pandemic 
you know, pushed me more. Like, you know, my grandmother passed that year and I was just, and I, I, I was just like, doo, 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 doo. but Krista is so different than me where she was like, no, like you have to take a break. Like you have to like slow down and, and just, you know, cause again, if it's not fun, it's like, why are we even doing this? Right. Yeah. Like she goes in work mode. Like my aunt passed that year as well. So, mm-hmm. and I think they were really close in passing. So when my aunt passed and it was just so many other things going, I was like, Hey, I need to step back for a little bit. And he's like, okay, I'll take over. I'll take over. You, you know, she, she let me go through, she let me go through my grief in that moment. And then she was just like, all right, so are, are you going to post on stories like this week? Because, and I'm like, girl, <laughs> take a break. I'm still in this. And I, I feel like once she started to understand like the social media side of it and things like that and knowing what a break was, especially because we was in a house, like we was, we was locked down. We were shut down. Right. So working in media, being in a house, it's like I still had to work in media. I still had to do whatever I needed to do. And on top of that, go through whatever I was going through personally. On top of that, trying to still maintain those wrestling girls. Because at this point, we're already three years in trying to, you know. So it was hard. Like I had to choose one thing to step away from. Even if it was for a little bit to get myself together. While P is running around like um, road runner, Like we do this, do this, do that. And I love that about her because... She kept us afloat when I was just like, I need to take a step back. Mm-hmm. And that's why the our differences, I feel like our differences definitely balance each other, balance, balance us out more so than our likes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If we were both alike, we would not be sitting here talking right now. <laughs> take that right now. And, the, and yeah. like, sorry, go ahead, stuff. Yeah, I get that. You know, sometimes it's like, I, like queen pr i'm a workaholic as well like even when stuff might be going wrong like it takes me or it takes somebody else you know telling me to just slow down before i actually do slow down because i always feel like you know if i don't slow down then everything will fall apart or people won't remember it that much anymore like there have been times where i've been scared to take a break because i'm afraid people might forget that my show is even a thing um like literally like there's just so many different thoughts that run through your head when you're running something like this but you do have to take that time to take a break because you know that's when all of the creativity kind of does come back you know right when you're resting and then you're realizing and then while you're resting you're getting inspiration for what Mm -hmm. you're gonna do 100 that's true like that's how i feel like that's how um all right brian you can't use that that I wasn't even trying to call her a road runner, but I was just trying to make an example of how fast and <laughs> bringing us up. Brian, don't you dare use that. But um, <laughs> as I was saying, like, that's how, you know, my sound offs came about. That's how P's fan club came about. Um, at the time, it was Words with PR. Um, the watch parties. That's how all of that came up within the breaks because mm-hmm. we just didn't want to keep recording, 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 and then when it comes down to going on years, we will have nothing else to really talk about. Right. So we had to break it up and we had to be like, okay, well we could do this. Like if it wasn't for P I would have never really been invested. I mean, I was watching it, but I would have never have been invested into rewatching total divas. If it wasn't for P and her fan club. If it wasn't for P we would have never met the ladies of face beat Hills high. And we would have never been, 
as close with Christina as we are now. If it wasn't for mm -hmm. like he was doing the networking and stuff, like and then, and then just like true, just like going back to just like balancing each other out is you know that we wouldn't we wouldn't be in a lot of spaces if it wasn't for Krista B, and just you know, one, like, you know, her, her being who she is and just being so dynamic where it's just like, you're, she's going to be invited into spaces or right. she fucking build her own space and then they're going to have to make room for it type shit. And we like literally every time, like that's how it's always been. And, um, and, and I, I was like, I could never, I can never be that person. Like I literally just follow Krista. She, she gets us some sort of badge that says some shit and then literally <laughs> go places and like even being in like those press rooms and being like one of very, very few, I could count the amount of women and I, I can count the amount of people of color. Um, and that, and black women is, is even smaller than that. So, and it's like, you know, because of Krista B, we were in that space and because, you know, going to Survivor Series and her asking her, not even hesitating to ask a question, right. um, motivated me this time because she's not going to be there. And I was like, you know what? And I'm the type where, um, I'm, I'm actually really shy. So I'll raise really? my hand. Oh, a hundred percent. So wow. I'll raise my yeah, so I'll raise my hand, and if you take too long to call on me, and I have to, and I start thinking about it too much, I'm I'm gonna slowly be like, no. Oh. So when Krista B wasn't there, it was like, no, you like, you know, and like, good thing I had Brian there with me, um, and both of them make you feel like you you can like take over the world. So I was just like, so being, you know, just that compliment, and then like also growing as a person, and you have mentioned family, and I can't help you said watch party. I'm gonna try not to get emotional, but. Um, Cammy, who I found out passed away, um, used to right. come to these watch parties and she became a really close friend of a lot of people in an online space. And during the pandemic, you know, being able to get together with them every week and just like what we would literally just like, it started out with the book club for the Bella Twins. So like just building a community around wrestling has been amazing. Um, and then these watch parties and then getting together with them to watch wrestling. And then you like build these like friendships like unexpectedly. It's like, even if you've never met and it's like, wow. And then to see now, like how many people, we got a DM the other day of uh, an older black woman who was like, thank you, I found your page. Like you made it okay to like, you know, love wrestling and, you know, and, and then that's when you get reminded like this, it seems so small, like you're behind your camera, you're behind your screen um, and you're just tweeting things out or you're, you know, you know, you know what I mean? It can feel very isolating and you don't think you're reaching people, you don't think you're touching people. And then, you know, sadly you find out someone, you know, passed away and then you see the, the response to it and you're just like, yeah. like, we mean things to people like, right. you know, these like people on Twitter are fucking human beings. And it's like, I've never met Cammy, but she was a dear friend and I miss her. You know, like I'm like, oh, my God, I, I can hear her laugh. Like I can I can hear her tweets. And it's just like that's someone that I got connected to through wrestling. And, you know, it's I don't know how I got on this topic, but I just think you know, it's important to be mindful that, you know, like Stephanie, no one will ever forget you. Like you have, you take, you're taking up space, a very much, you know, needed space and you, you know, you're phenomenal at it. So please take a break because yeah. we, we will be here because we care more about you as a person and the quality of the work that you do because you're really amazing at it. So like I, I, I work workaholic to workaholic, like it's okay to take a break because you put, I've watched you. I've been at conventions with you. You put, I've heard you ring announce. I've heard you on commentary. Like you put a thousand percent into everything that you do. So it's okay to, to step back a little bit and do that. And then that's what the sisterhood is for.
you know, like, and I have to remember that. And that's why I want to like emphasize it because when something like, you know, Cammy's passing, it really hits you and it puts a lot into perspective. True. You know, especially True. when you're not in real life with people. Yeah. Um, when I saw you guys post about Cammy, like that broke my heart because she, um, she was an early follower of me and the podcast as well. And some of the things she would say and support and everything, which it would be funny. And I couldn't believe that that was what happened. And all I can hope for in this space is that she's reached love and peace on the other side. And that, um, and that she knows what type of light that she was to other people and just finding out, you know, how she did impact others in terms of academia and other things that she had done like that bless me and I just hope that she knew you know that she was loved while she was here and I do want to send prayers and um good light to her family and her friends and her colleagues um who are missing her right now and also to us who are missing her because she was a vital part of the black wrestling community online and she is loved and appreciated so I just want to say that on this space because I know I hadn't said anything about it yet but I felt this is this is the perfect place to say that like that really shook me um a bit to find that out but in the end I'm I just hope that on the other side of wherever she is she has love and peace and healing absolutely yeah yes definitely um but to switch gears a little bit just the idea of seeing you guys in those press conferences bless my soul um and seeing other women like that I work with even on women's wrestling talk because even at the last one um there at Royal Rumble there was Ella J and there was Emily May who I work with um on women's wrestling talk I was so excited to see them but then to to rewind back to November to see y'all like I enjoy watching the press conferences anyway but to see y'all in there I was just like yes <laughs> like I was just screaming and then my boyfriend was like what is that? I was like nah that's Patricia <laughs> <laughs> that's Patricia. That's Patricia. I know them. They're there. And he was just like, oh, okay. And that was it. You know, like I was just crunk as F. Like, y'all don't understand. Like, I was just so excited. Like, it's almost like it's almost like watching um when you know you know somebody, like, and you're screaming for the person at their graduation or at their prom or something, you're just like, Yes, you know, and you're just, you know, seeing them do a thing. And that's just kind of what it feels like to see women like y'all in that space because it's like y'all say most of the time it is mostly men in that space uh -huh. um and stuff like that and so to see y'all in it and then to see black women in that space too it means the world to me and all women of color in that space as well because because of, of course i'll never forget um nyc um demon diva even though i haven't met with her or worked with her yet like seeing her um get called upon at that other um press conference that i can't remember right now there's so many um i was so excited i was just like oh my god that's so great you know so seeing more of y'all sort of trickle in and then the fact that i know y'all and actually you know hugged y'all and spoke with y'all and stuff like that I was just like yes look at them go <laughs> so <laughs> so i just had to say that like i thought that was the coolest thing in the world thank you but thank you couldn't so, stop yelling <laughs> it came as a shock to be honest because um the day before we were supposed to leave i had got a text message saying oh okay um when the show's over, stay in your seats because you're going to come to the press conference. And oh, wow. I was like, what? So I sent it to P and P was like, 
Girl, what? So then, because we had planned to drive out to Boston that day and to mm -hmm. drive back. But being that we had the press conference, we, you know, we had to stay because I wasn't driving by myself and Pete falls right. asleep. So <laughs> driving by myself. <laughs> um, and then I we get there and there's only four women, three mm -hmm. of us of color, two of us are black, which were P and I. And you know, P was like, I, I didn't hesitate to ask a question to Bianca, but I just knew that I had to. Like right. to Bianca and Becky, like I knew that I had to, and I knew that I had to make Bianca see me. Like and afterwards, she was just like, "Why you ain't telling me you was gonna be here?" And I'm like, "Girl, I didn't know you was gonna be here." Like, like we didn't know what to expect at all. At so all. that was the thing. Like we literally, like was like, "Okay, this is it." It's like so quiet. It's such a because it's also like you get I am not around a lot of wrestlers so you have like you just watch this pay-per-view where they're like live and like big like, like, away from you. you know what I mean they're like lively you know that that serial type of thing and then now you're in like this small quiet room and they, they just come in and then everyone you know it's almost just like do you clap it's like do you clap right if it wasn't for Sammy Zayn to break that ice with us we would yeah. we probably would have been <laughs> everybody was just like I don't get a round of applause he would be like, the one to break the ice he would it, it was, it was, it was, it was something that was needed because I've never been in a press conference like that. Right. All, all the other press conferences you, like that I've been in or been a part of, I'm so used to hearing like the shutters of the cameras or the flash or somebody else talking because it's already so big. Mm -hmm. Or when they do introduce, you know when to clap for a person. So when it comes into a wrestling press conference, it's just like, what do you clap? Do you throw a chair? Do you put somebody through a table? Like, what do you do in a wrestling press conference? But then when they was allowing us to ask questions and Bianca and Becky came out because they, like I said, they tell you who's going to be in a press conference when you're sitting in the seats. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it was not like I could have had the question prepared or anything. Prepared or anything. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking at P and I'm just like, Hey, um, look at my hand. Like my hand was shaken. I've never seen Kristen nervous ever in my life. And I'm oh. like, like, why I am I nervous? And I was like, it's in my mind theory was just because this is a completely new experience for us. Like we've, you know, like we've never been in the, in this position before, and it was such a. It, you know what got me though is because like, oh hey, what's up? Like, like that for me, like she was like, oh I know, like I know her vibes, and I just like made us feel so at ease automatically. And then Krista asked such a good question about you know, more history that, cause both of those women, Bianca and, and Becky have made their history and yeah. what more history they wanted to make. So it was like such a good question. It was just like, it was, it was so perfect for just the brand and for that familiarity that you have with Bianca, which I think helped. Um, cause I imagine if like, I just came off this like, you know, grueling ass match and I got to stand in front of press and then it's like, oh, I see a familiar face. Is my first question is like a familiar face. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm sure that made the whole, you know, situation so much better. Right. And and same for you with Rhea. Like, it may not be no familiarity there, but, you know, you you took it and you honed it. And I'm proud of that. And I told you the other day, like, I'm proud of you because that's not something that you would normally do. Right. And I'm like, if I was there, I would have forced you. To uh -huh. get because it wasn't going to be me again. It was not going to be me again. I promise you that. Um, 
So I'm just so happy that you was able to step outside of your comfort zone, take up the space, cheap plug, take up the space that you were in and and be seen not only for those wrestling girls, but for yourself. Like you put that boost of confidence within yourself and be like, I'm going to ask this question to Rita. And look, that question was amazing. It was. was. I I had a serious question and then somebody took it like similar to the one that Krista asked. And I was just, well, they didn't take it. It was something very similar. So then Brian was like, ask something fun. And I was like, because also i would love to celebrate with raya so i was like oh like you know how are you gonna celebrate and the fact that she like smiled and laughed can i just say how charming and magnetic raya ripley is she is yeah. like she has that it factor where you're just like so drawn to her yeah like, she goes so far and then she's so young but she, yeah, yeah I feel like she's had it from jump though even when she was on when i first saw in the may young classic like mm. she was magnetic even then when she was you know had the long blonde hair and she had just the oh. regular gear on you know like she was magnetic to me even then and then when she turned it up and it was actually you know being her full self with the dark stuff and the gossip i was like oh it, it kind of <laughs> okay, drew you in even more so in, I totally yeah. get it. and i'm glad that you had that moment and actually broke out of you know your shyness in order to ask that question because you know that's how you guys work as a tag team krista is going to come through with her strength but then sometimes you know it's gonna have to she's gonna be like look it's, it's your turn and you and when it was your turn you did it and i'm just so proud of both of y'all it's just so thank, you. thank you so much i was so happy like you don't understand i'm loud so I'm you just were like, one of the you. first people to tweet. i just couldn't do like couldn't you were do. one of the first people to tweet and i was like you know what let me put my phone on do not disturb because i already know yeah is watching this <laughs> Our Twitter mentions and stuff is gonna blow up. I kid you not. As soon as I said that with my phone in D, I happened to scroll up to see and if there's any notifications on the phone, and it was yours. I said, "Peace, Stephanie, the first one." Like Stephanie saw it. Stephanie saw it. <laughs> yes. And then Brian jumped in when you was like, "Is that Queen PR or Krista B? I don't know which one I saw." Brian was like, "Both. Mm-hmm. They're both there." I'm like, "Thanks, Brian." Mm-hmm. That's what I yeah. am. That I I was glad. To, I'm glad that I was the first one you saw. That's so crazy. Like I thought maybe it would have been more people, um, or like not even just more people, but just people before me who would have said something. But look, I was excited. I was like, look, da, 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 like would have finger me. But I was so excited, and I just well. And while we're talking about you know black women in wrestling, I guess the first question I should ask you guys is, um, what. What more do you want to see in terms of black women in media in wrestling? Because we do talk about the athletes a whole lot. Um, but I want us to talk about, you know, our space and where we are um, in media and wrestling. So um, starting with Krista, what do you want to see happen with black women in wrestling media? Taking up white spaces mm-hmm. um, and, and actually being recognized and being treated as equal um, because it's cool like i work at a big media company or whatever and i write about wrestling every now and again um when it comes down to black girl black women black girl magic and this and a third but there's not enough of us there's not enough of us writing for us there's not enough of us speaking for us and speaking to us there's not enough of us you know making the stance and making a mark in um this wrestling media community like it we may seem so big to us because you know we all know each other. We have women's wrestling talk. We have um, the Hardy podcast. Those wrestling girls. We have Java Slam, um, Java Tears with Janelle, um, 
from HR are part of that. We have so many women in wrestling media who we think is so big, but then we just, we got to realize like we're big in our own bubbles and right. we're all taking up the same, we're, not the same, but we're all taking up space within that bubble. And when we're on, on the inside looking out, we just see it's a bigger bubble around us. So I'm going to start taking up those spaces. Start being ahead of those meetings. Start being those managers that you call. Start being those PR people that you call. Start being all of those. Like I always, every time I get a chance to always, you know, hit up Tavia, just tell her, you know, hey, you know, thank you for this. Like I saw her when I was at Monday Night Raw um, last night. And just seeing her just commanding her space and then she just walks up and down the, uh, the, the, um, where the ring is at, like she'll just walk up and down and scope and take pictures and photos or whatever. I love the fact that she is in that space. We all know that WWE, when it first started, it was white. It's, it's a white dominated male space. So the fact that she is one of the few black women there and the fact that she's still there and she's taking up her space and commanding that space, that's what I want for all black women to do, be able to take up these spaces, command these spaces, hell, even start their own wrestling promotions. You know, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be all women within those wrestling promotions, but start their own wrestling promotions and let it be as big as WWE, as AEW, as HOG, as ROH, you know, as Impact. Like, let it be as big as those and bigger. That's what I want to see for us black women. Yeah, that's a fantastic answer. What about you, Queen PR? Um, yeah, everything Krista said to a thousand degree, um, I all want it to feel like more normal. Like, I don't want to always be like, oh my God, there's only like two black women in this, you know, press box. Like I want it to be the norm that there's a lot of us and I want our voices to be, um, Author authoritative voices in the space and not just like, oh, I'm, you know, because a lot of people are like, oh, I'm glad black women are talking about wrestling. But then there's also that, that air of, you know, we're not going to, we're not treated on the same level as like a what culture or something like that, you know, because right. I want us to not only build our own things, but for it to feel the same as like a bleacher report, the same as all, the, you know, everything. And, um, and I also just, I want to, yeah, basically everything Krista said, like there's so much more out there that we could be doing. And I want to see, you know, black women in wrestling media do it. Yes, absolutely. I agree with all of that. Um, all of that, really, because it's just like in, in terms of black women owning a promotion, like there's there are a couple, you know, who have done it or have tried, you know, and tried to make a really good try of it. Um, but honestly, I do want to see more of that as well, as well as all of us in the, um, in the mainstream process of writing stories that are authentic, as well as, you know, being on commentary and on, you know, pre-shows as well. Like, I want a lot of, I want a lot more of that, but, it, you know, and also maybe even our own, you know, network. I True. was talking to, I was talking to Kyle about that last night on the Black Wrestling episode. Go back and watch that if you haven't. Um, it's just like there's just so much more that i want for us you know and it could be so big you know if it's you know allowed to grow or if we have to create our own space that's dominant then it could then so be it so i'm really excited for for y'all and i'm excited for those answers because there's only we're we're doing the work so absolutely as long as we're doing the work then the fruit will happen so mm -hmm. i believe in it so um so 
as we move out of the media space, of course, we're here to talk about Black women in wrestling and the evolution, you know, of us as characters and our personas and where we are now and just to figure all that out. So, and to just talk about how we honestly feel about our evolution since then, because it is Black History Month and this is the time when we focus on that. So, starting with Queen PR, I want to ask you both, who was the first Black woman that you saw in wrestling and how did she resonate with you? Mm. Probably Jacqueline. Hi, Mr. Black. Hey, uh, happy Valentine's hey, Mr. Day. Thank you. Uh, yeah, probably Jacqueline. And uh, like I rooted for her because she was black. Like it, it was exciting. Um, the con, like the women at the time were doing like wild things. So it, you know, like so it was basically it was like you know, one of those things. Like, I wish I knew, like, who Jacqueline was at the time to really respect her more than I did because, not saying I didn't respect her, but, like, you know, you know how we looked at women in the Attitude Era. So I would say Jacqueline. Okay, that's a pretty strong start there. You know, she was, a, um, she was, I believe she was the first Black woman to win the Women's Championship at that point. Mm -hmm. And then she also won the Cruiserweight title as well. So she was a groundbreaker in that space mm -hmm. um, during a time in which it wasn't really, like, seen that way or portrayed that way, that that was, you know, prioritized. She was still, you know, a strong um, athlete, and we send her love. So, Krista, who was your first one? The same. It was Jacqueline. Oh, um, and. And like, well, we grew up in an attitude era, so we're kind of going to always have the same answers because that's what we yes. had at that time. Um, but yeah, it was definitely Jacqueline. Um, and because she was black, like she looked like me, I looked like her. We, she was the representation. She was the only representation for a really long time until Jazz came along. Right. Um, and yeah, like like Pisa, like and during the attitude era, the only person I feel like the only woman we really we really grew to respect because of how commentary was and how things were positioned for her was China. Mm -hmm. She was mm -hmm. the, she was the girl running with the guys. And I resonated with China as well, because I was a tomboy or always, or, or always hung up with the guys. Like I always hung up with the boys. We play wrestling action figures and stuff. So when it came down to Jacqueline, it was like, okay, you know, she's with Mark Merrow or now she's doing this or she's doing that, but they didn't position her in a way to have her shine so that, you know, we can be like, oh, I want to be a wrestler because of Jacqueline. Right. Now, there are people who are wrestlers because of her, but we don't know that story. Right. We didn't know that story. I didn't know that story until um, the Dudley Boys inducted her into the Hall of Fame. Right. That narrative was for us to like Trish and Lita. Yeah. And, like, that was who we were supposed to root for. So you kind of, it was like, oh, uh, Jacqueline is black, but like, you know, she was never the one that like you know so it was one of, it was one of those things where it's like oh my gosh she looks like us yeah but like she's never gonna get the spotlight that she really deserves right it was like an out of sight out of mind thing like if you ain't see her you wouldn't know that she's missing but if you didn't see china or if you didn't see trisha trish and lita then it's like what happened what's going on where are they at? are they injured are they you know and it was mm -hmm. like that for a really really long time and then I guess I want to say the next wrestler that I actually saw was just like, oh, she's going places was definitely Naomi. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, they were, yeah, she was a part of the Funky Dactyls at one point. And, you know, she was with, what was his name? Tyrus, whomever. Um, and, but she had this athleticism 
she had this charisma about her in the ring. She was very pretty, still is very pretty. And, you know, she just went there with like, if she had to take this, she had to take this, she could wrestle. And that was like the first time I seen a black woman who could wrestle. Like, yeah, they, Alicia Fox was there too, but Alicia Fox was also positioned to be crazy in WWE. Yeah. And, you know, it was just like, what is happening? It's not something I want to see on my TV screen right. and I'm coming back to wrestling. So to see someone like Naomi literally like captivate me and like, you know, reel me in and her actually doing moonsaults and, you know, the her finishing move, what was it? The rear end and all of that. It was just yeah, like- Yeah, the rear view, yeah. Rear view, yeah. It was just like, wow, like- do I do do I do I want to try wrestling now? Like I'm like 20 something. I, know, I used to want to try wrestling. Like, now. Back into wrestling, like if Naomi was around when I was a kid, like who knows what I would have been inspired Probably. to do because she right. like us, she she sounds like us, she dances like us, like she does. Like I see myself in Naomi, and I've never there was never a wrestler where I you know I saw myself in her, and then falling I have fell in love with Naomi on Total Divas before anything because I was just like she's so relatable she's so this she feels like us and then that's when I you, you know you start to root for her mm-hmm. you know and like it's such a difference compared to like back in the day it's just like yeah. what were we thinking mm-hmm. and then you see the person like the rock or you see stone cold you see triple h and you're like oh forgot the time you were in got it yeah, it was already hard because during that time, you know, at the Attitude Era, it's like women weren't as prioritized. But then it's almost like, of course, like it is in society, you know, if you're a black woman, it's even less, you're even less prioritized because of that. And it's just like, we're always sort of like the ones who get everything secondhand mm-hmm. or thirdhand or fourthhand mm-hmm. or fifthhand, depending on the situation. Like we get the scraps. Yeah, we had the scraps, and that's kind of what it felt like back then. Because even when putting together, you know, what I was thinking about for this conversation, it was always sporadic when it came to Black women, you know, during my lifetime. And then, of course, if you even go backwards and you think about the sweet Georgia Browns and um, the and the Ethel Johnsons and all the and the Babs, like all the women back then, you're just it's like it's it's you have that group of women, and then you move forward and then like a bunch of years, maybe 20 or 30 years after that. And then you have Sapphire who's with Dusty Rhodes. Um, mm. And then you fast forward like maybe 10 more years or, or a few more years. And then you have Jacqueline and then you have Jazz. And then you go a little bit further and then you even have people that a lot of people may or may not even remember like Crystal, you know, who once upon a time during the Ruthless Aggression era married, you know, Teddy Long, and then they fought. She fought a little bit, but she came through the Divas, the Divas search or whatever, mm-hmm. and she fought a little bit, but not a whole lot. And then you also have Shaniqua, who, which was already, was you know, with, problematic. Um, was with um the Bastion Brothers. The Bastion Brothers. And I and it was at that point, too, like, as I'm re-watching, as I was re-watching it, because Peacock messed up my whole like (laughs) when i was watching it and i'm just like why are they calling this black woman shaniqua that was like the first thing i'm just like like, yo but at the same time this is the ruthless like the ruthless aggression era um and it was just like i guess it was still acceptable because people weren't as aware or and in terms of other people sensitive as they are now. 
But looking back at it, I'm like, yo, that's definitely a stereotype because not oh, every yeah. black girl or woman is named Shaniqua, is, has a ghetto name. You know, every, not every black woman is undereducated because I know a lot of educated black women who don't have the name Shaniqua. Black women yeah. <laughs> who have degrees and are literally killing it out here. So for that stereotype, you can just tell like that had to be like a running joke in the creator's room. So bad. And then as a black performer, you kind of just you you have this attitude. And, it, and it's a it's a wrestling thing where you kind of take what you're given. And it's like, okay, well, if I if I have TV time, like I'm gonna give my all to it. And it's just like, oh no, you know, like why, you know, this is so problematic. Like this is so bad for the stereotypes. But then I do want to also shout out Charmel, because Queen Charmel, oh, she yes. to, um she didn't have like a stereotype character and she was treated like regal and she was in storylines. And that, that was, a, I, I love the um, <laughs> King Booker storyline. Um, but I hate the the stereotypes. Like, and I think that's why we love Bianca because she feels so authentic. You know, like she's a black woman who's like being herself. She's not like playing a black woman, a strong black mm-hmm. woman. She is that, and her mannerisms are hers, and you know, like we relate to it, and but because it feels real. Yeah, and what I will say to the Charmel conversation, she was the first woman I saw. You know, when I started watching wrestling, because I started with WCW, because my dad, my daddy was watching both of them back to back because that was the Monday Night War time, and so. When I saw Charmel, she was a nitro girl and she would come on and dance and stuff. And that was all I wanted to do because that was my dream. Like, I wanted to be a nitro girl because um, <laughs> I would dance around the TV and everything. Like, sadly, there's no footage of it. But either way, you know, my parents know what happened. But that was my dream. And she was, you know, up there dancing. And I thought, you know, they were cool just because of that. Um, but it's just when you think of the stereotypes um, component of it. Um, me and Mimi from Black Wrestling was talking about this yesterday and how she felt even a way about um, Mercedes Monet when she was Sasha Banks and she had the boss gimmick at first because she felt like maybe that could have been a little bit stereotypical in the sense of, you know, you're this girl who may not have necessarily been into the whole rap persona thing, but then you're sort of being this. But then I also told her, you know, it's something that she also created and took from a piece of her life because of the fact that she's attached to Snoop Dogg and they and they used to call him the boss whenever she was around him and that whole bloodline because you got Brandy you got all those people in her bloodline because Lord Jesus that's so crazy to me Snoop related but, to everybody at the end of the day me is Snoop related okay hey Uncle yeah. my cousin right yeah hey Uncle Snoop yeah, so it's just like so and then the idea that all these women and even men too we had to make that work um in a stereotypical way because of course you know if you don't do it you don't keep your job but it's so sad because some of some of these you know characters were out here being very stereotypical and very problematic in a sense and very hurtful um and even with Shaniqua like I feel like as a child I had no reason to see a character like that um with her being a dominatrix person a dominatrix like yep, i didn't on, i yeah. had no clue what any of that was during that point in time of my life but and seeing her you know as a black woman you know i was just like okay this is a black woman but at the same time she's doing this thing that i don't exactly understand and then her name is shaniqua which was like which is you know somewhat of a problematic thing 
But at the same time, they really didn't have that much of a choice back then. There wasn't, you know, someone checking them back then and saying this stuff isn't okay. And that's across the board in terms of all people of color back then in the ruthless aggression era. It was hard and it was really bad. It was definitely also a handful of people. Like it was, I feel like it was to the point where, let's say if all them five people was to be like, hey, this is this, that, and third. This is, this doesn't equate to what we do or our history or whatever. Vince could have been like, all right, well, you're fired. And replace right. with other people who was going to be like, okay, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So it was hard. Like, you had to keep your mouth shut and roll with the punches. Yeah, it's really, yeah, it's really sad when you think about stuff like that. And then, um, and then it also goes back to the idea of people, like, even working behind the scenes, I'm more than sure they were just taken from, you know, what they thought blackness was as opposed to you know thinking or looking collectively at us as if we're not a monolith and that was there was a lot of issues with that like even with Charmel when she was the queen with Booker um with Burke with King Booker at the time you had I hate I can't stand it when when this goes viral at the most random of times but they'll show this clip of Kurt Angle saying all these ugly things to her that I'm not sure that he would ever say to a to a white woman but he was saying all these ugly things to her and talking about all the things he would do to her my thing is this is somebody's wife number one and you're saying this to booker t and i understand you're being a heel and you were trying to like get in booker t's head and say this stuff but at what point who told you that this was okay to say about this woman any woman but more specifically a black woman like that like and it goes viral at the most random times and it's just the most disturbing thing when you look at it and think about it that really? even in her regalness, she was still, you know, subjected to a Demean, level of disrespect. Yeah. And but I also so. feel like it's also during that time, like, I feel like a lot of these other wrestlers, too, the white ones, too, they were, it, well, it was probably like walking on eggshells back there. If there was something that wasn't right with creative, and at the time, like, there were really no other bigger promotions during ruthless, ruthless Aggression, because at that time, WCW was acquired. There really was no TNA or Impact like that at that time. So it's like, right. where are you going to go? You're not going to go back to the indie scene where you're making like nickels and pennies compared to what you're making now. And even that clip of Mr. McMahon wearing a do-rag and right. or walking around and saying, did what's up, my to, um, John he said Cena. The yeah, he did. And everybody was like, nobody said anything. Like, John Cena looked like, but nobody said anything. And I'm just like, so embarrassing. It's Come embarrassing, it's disrespectful, it's disgusting because you still have these black people who watch, who tune into your show every week. You still have these black dollars who are putting money in your pocket and into your company. You still have these black wrestlers who are fighting tooth and nail just to be seen. And this is how you say or do, you try to walk like a thug or what you think a thug is. And you try to do all of that and that's not who we are. Do mm-hmm. the research. That is not who we are. And, and that's exactly why there has to be more Black people in general in the wrestling business because wrestling is built on racial stereotypes. Like, yeah. it literally. Like, we had Yokozuna wasn't even fucking Japanese. Like, as soon as Co- like, Kofi Kingston had a fucking generic ass character, it was making accent. Right. It, it's like, that's why there needs to be more Black people in the spaces, in the writing room, in all of these. Because like you said, there's a lot of 
you know, I was very disillusioned thinking about like black wrestling fans, but just, no, you know, knowing that there are so many in the community that are passionate wrestling fans. And it's like, you, it just, it does everyone a disservice. It does wrestling a disservice, having these like racist, you know, story, even like just the treatment, because now it's not so overt. And it's just like, it's clear, like certain things are just like not okay. And if you, you just know, like you said, those five people, like you just know now, like, this would not have like this is not okay and so this is not gonna fly now definitely like, I, I know we're talking about black history but i will always give it up to dean ambrose john moxley for standing his ground when it came down to certain things that vince wanted him to do and he was just like i'm not doing that especially when it came around um roman reigns or joe joe um revealing that his cancer came back and vince wanted him to do something really demeaning and disgusting and heartbreaking and he's just like i'm not saying that i'm not doing that like this is one of my best friends he's right. back he has a real life disease that can probably take him out this world right. and you want me to sit here and say these degrading things about him after he's gone i'm not doing that like it was hard for him to even turn on seth that night right he did it anyway just to keep you know just to appease the masses so I will always give my hat, tip tip my hat to Dean Ambrose. I know I, know I want him back so bad, but I, I love everything that he, stand, he stood for. It takes a lot to stand up for what you believe in at the backstage at WWE. Like, it really does. And that's why, like, once I, like, with Sasha and Naomi, like, once I got over just as a fan, just, like, missing them on TV, and it was like, it took a lot for them yeah. to put championships on the table and walk the fuck out and stand up for what they believed in and still be adamant on it. And also with Grace, because they never once went on these podcasts. Like, most people that get released and talk and shit talk, and bash. Yeah, yeah and they'll, they'll start talking. Right. And they they walked away. They, you know, dignified and respectfully. And even to this day, like Naomi has gotten her buttons pressed a few times. And she, the way she's handled it has been amazing. And um, and then as two black women who were like, no, we're not going to we're not going to stand up for this and know their worth. Like, look, you know, look what Sasha Banks is doing this weekend. Um, So just that whole situation has become like so inspiring to me because I'm just like, you know what? It's OK if they never come back. Like. It's like, you know, they needed mm -hmm. to do that. I mean, I don't yeah. think it's okay if they never come back now from a fan perspective. <laughs> from a human being in the black I'm trying to talk myself into it. No, okay. no, no, But from a, from, a pan, from a fan's perspective, <laughs> no, it's not okay if they don't come it's back. <laughs> from being a black woman who has to stand her rights and stand on her ground, and no, absolutely is okay if they never come back. But, you know, it is. Come back, so please. please. Yeah, the way I feel about it, you know, in terms of uh, Mercedes and Trinity, because it's just the way that I think about them is the fact that a long time ago, like, say, three years ago, when I wasn't as exposed to other forms of wrestling outside of WWE, it would have broken my heart and I would have been mm -hmm. super depressed about it. I would have been real sad. But seeing as now I've grown to appreciate and love wrestling more and more and, you know, appreciate it in all of its facets outside of WWE... I can appreciate them knowing their worth and leaving um, because sometimes it's like I tell people in my life all the time. It's like Nina Simone said herself, you have to learn to get up from the table when love is no longer being served. Mm -hmm. And if that's honestly what was happening in that situation, if they weren't being valued enough and if they weren't being treated correctly or if their ideas weren't being you know, taken into account, 
then you have to really sit with yourself and consider if, if this is what you truly want for your life, what else is there for you? And I'm so happy to see these women, you know, thriving, whether it be quietly or loudly, you know, in what it is that they're doing. Watching Mercedes, even with the clip she released yesterday, where mm. she's supposed to be talking about her journey to Japan, um, has me choked up and emotional in a sense because it's just like, you know how passionate this woman is about wrestling. And I've said multiple times that she is the greatest women's wrestler of all time, bar none, period, point blank. You know, I'll fight about it another day. But it's don't just, fight Stephanie, fight your mammy. Thanks. She's <laughs> thank you. She's the GOAT to me. And just seeing her, you know, in this new space where a lot of people wouldn't necessarily think she would succeed in, you know, we get to see her actually step out there and try and mm -hmm. i'm so happy that she is doing that and that she is doing it on a large platform like she's been that girl for a long time and it's time for her to prove that and with whatever it is that trinity has going on whether she's modeling or even if she does come back or whether she doesn't come back she'll be fine she'll be okay mm -hmm. and it's not the end all be all just because you know you may have been at the big top circus but the big top circus isn't where you end you know, there's well, other stuff you can do. Circus. Like there's so, many, there's so many other circuses at this point where it's right. like, you know, no, you, like WWE does not have to be your end all be all. Now, does it help to put that on your resume as a professional wrestler, a hundred percent and your bank account. But at the same time, like knowing your worth, going to Japan and making an impact. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm so excited for everything Trinity got going on. And I'm excited for Mercedes because she has a big match coming up this weekend. And I'm just like, um, I need to, I, I don't, I'm going to have to take a nap all day because to be up at 2 a.m. or whatever. It's, oh, no, it's in the States. Okay. Yeah, it's in San Jose. It's in the it's States. It's at the same could, time as do. Elimination Chamber. So <gasps> God help us. Okay. <laughs> That's amazing. Two but screens. yeah, I'm absolutely proud of all the black women that are doing whatever whatever they need to do to find out who they are, get back to them in the mentally, physically, spiritually. Um, and when I say that, oh, I think about Alicia Fox because her journey mm. within WWE has not been the most perfect one. When she joined Team Bella, she would get trolled. She, would, mm -hmm. I mean, she got trolled regardless um, anyway, but she would get trolled even more. And then they just, I feel like they just continue to make a, make a fool out of her character. Like everybody loved her as the Survivor Series captain. She wore the hat and she would like throw herself on the floor and have tantrums and stuff like that. But they would use that and forget how great of a wrestler she is. Right. That and part. It's just like, that so that's all you see. That is all like it's it's cool when a black woman has an attitude or gets so passionate about something or even gets upset and expresses to you how they upset. But then when they're you know when they calm down and actually talk to you and they have you have regular conversations, you're already labeled as that angry black girl, right? And Alicia Fox and is labeled as that crazy black girl. Yeah, and that wasn't fair. It was very hurtful because like it's like it's even to the point now where if you bring up alicia fox in a conversation and you mention the fact that she was the first black and only divas champion which was mm -hmm. also another miss like miscarriage of justice on the part of trinity it's just and other black women as well it's just like 
it's like if you bring up Alicia Fox now, they almost look at you like you're crazy for even bringing her up and her wrestling ability because so much of her character work was strong in the sense that she was playing this unhinged character. But it's just like, you know, it's not fair to the idea that if you bring her up in her wrestling ability, they'll be like, huh? No, don't hug me. Like, she really was a good wrestler. She and she and she was a good sports entertainer, if that makes sense. Like, she's yeah. very good at being a WWE superstar. Like, she, you know, when it was time for her to do certain characters, she did it. She was a good wrestler. She can give anyone a sort of decent match. Like, um, I think the crazy persona, like, really worked for her. It just sucked that she didn't have, like, the time and, like, the attention I was put on it. But, like, she was able to pull a lot of things off and she was able to be signed for a very long time. A very and long time, yeah. Was on TV consistently at one point. Not to mention mm-hmm. being on Total Diva. So, like, you know, it sucks that we have to be the ones to give Alicia Fox her flowers and not and WWE isn't, you know, like where we have to do that. And you know, I know she was also going through a lot of personal things, but I think she's a great example of like being that helping hand for so many years, but because you know, you're a black woman or you don't fit the mold or you fit it to the stereotype that you gave me in this character, like Krista mentioned. And, you know, there's still no reward at the end. So I was like, I was happy when she like started making her returns and they gave her like the 24 seven championship. And I think that was maybe their way of of doing that. Or apologizing or. Yeah. Yeah. And then she even helped to get other talent over as well. I'll never forget when she was on 205 Live. And she was, you know, linked to Cedric Alexander. Mm-hmm. And then she was also linked to Noam Dar. Like, it's just like, she really did, you know, what she really was the foundation for a lot of people's careers, you know, who are just starting off in that area of 205 Life. And like, but all, yeah, like a lot of people can't do that. Like a lot of people, like, you don't trust a lot of people to be able to go to another brand and like make somebody. And like the mm-hmm. fact that they were able to trust Alicia Fox to do that says a lot. But at the same time, it's like, why we never hear about any of that stuff it's better to be unseen so that you don't have to give recognition and mm. their yeah. eyes yeah and then on top of that you know like in speaking about the divas title the idea that she was the only black woman to win and it took so long for naomi to finally get one it just really irritated me like, as a fan, and just seeing how good Naomi was once she sort of, mm-hmm. once her and Cameron both, Arion, you know, became a full-on tag team, you know, and then started to show their abilities, I was so happy they were getting to do that, because it's just, I would always look at them and wonder, like, can they fight? And when they did start fighting, I was happy about it. But, of course, there was the whole time issue with the women, all the women across the board, mm-hmm. and then when... Naomi and Cameron split up, unfortunately, you know, Naomi seemed to, you know, get the best of of the situation, but then it was like, she was also put with the Usos, of course, because that's Jimmy and that's her husband, you know, they were put together and she was managing them for a little bit. And then when Team Bad came along, you know, it's like she turned heel and that was the catalyst for Team Bad happening. But I hate that she sort of had to turn heel and not really be a form of herself. Um, when it came to that and sort of demanding, you know, respect when it came to the Team Bella thing and all of that, she was like, no, you're going to respect me. And yeah, all, all of her outfits were cool and everything. But at the same time, why does she have to be angry and bitter in order to get people to pay attention to her in this way? Like, it's why does she have to be that way? It's crazy. It shouldn't have to been that way. Like, I actually 
spoke to Naomi or Trinity about that, about Team Bad. And she goes, she was at a time and in space in her life where she was really fed up. She was really upset. So those emotions and that rage and that anger that you saw bubbling from her character was also bubbling from a personal space because she was fed up. Look at how long she's been there. And the Bella twins coming after her. Um, and they're just still dominating and taking it. And, it. and it took for Stephanie to listen to Paige complain about the Bella Twins when Naomi was already complaining, complaining, complaining for this evolution to happen. So now not only are you thinking I'm crying wolf or my name is Chicken Little and the sky is falling. Right. Now you have to go what over what I say to somebody mm-hmm. who looks like you to actually take me seriously. And not to mention, you just put me with just the other black girls. Don't get me wrong, I love Team Bad, but like it was also very reductive. Like, okay, well, they're all black, put them all together. Just for so, Sasha to come back and to be the, the star of that group. Which, we, I mean, like I said in our Charlotte episode, it would have made no sense for Sasha, right. Becky, and Charlotte to come up, be called up, and not be the stars. But at the same time, you still have to give the credit and show the respect to those who they were paired and partnered with. The right. only ones really getting that respect were the Bella Twins. Not even Leisha Fox at that moment. And not even Tamina. Mm-hmm. And not even Tamina. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it was just a lot. Um, and there were, you know, a number of beneficiaries when you think about that. But it was really frustrating to see that happen for them. And then it's just, I was happy initially, finally, to see Naomi get her chance, you know, when she finally did turn back face. Because, I'm, Chris, I'm glad that you mentioned that part about her being actually frustrated um, and how you spoke to her. And she said, like, look, I really was mad because I didn't know, you know, where I was going in this career. Anybody was taking me seriously or listening to listening to me. I'm glad that you had that conversation with her and you actually added that in because watching that as a viewer back then, it was it was frustrating for me to watch, you know, to watch someone who was just so vibrant and so beautiful be so angry, but there's a purpose to it. Mm-hmm. And something that a lot of people, you know, take um, for granted is the fact that when black women are angry, it's usually because someone's made us angry. Not because it's just a default. We're born emotion. that way. Like, we're not born or because angry. we're born that way. No, like somebody has really made us angry. And so there's a purpose behind that anger. And it's to your point, Queen PR, it's just like it should not have took taken, even though Paige was in a beef with Nikki Bella at the time for the title, because they were fighting a lot over the past couple mm-hmm. of months with that. Um, it should not have just taken, you know, her saying something. For some, for the revolution to actually take place, so I was happy to see Trinity actually finally win the SmackDown Women's Title from Alexa Bliss. Um, I, I think I kind of felt like maybe she should have been the first SmackDown Women's Champion outside of maybe a Becky. I'm not sure. I love Becky Lynch now. No shade, because I love me. I love me some Becky, even though for a whole year I didn't like her because of the whole. Bianca thing but that was painful but either way I in my heart of hearts I still love her but it's just like I sort of felt like maybe Naomi could have benefited from being the first Smackdown Women's Champion because she had been in the trenches for so long and because she reinvented her character Mm -hmm. and because Smackdown Live was pushing itself as the land of opportunity at that point like who better than to do that than her but here, here again she had to wait in line 
for women who had came into WWE like way after her in order to get her opportunity. And it was just like, dang, like when is it going to be her turn? But when it was finally her turn, I was so happy. I was but like, I also, I also think that if she would have been got the opportunity of being the first, it probably would have been her only. Mm. Like, uh, she she lost Krista. it. Like she won, she won, she beat Alexa, mm -hmm. and then I think she lost it to Natty. She did. She did at SummerSlam. Yeah, I was there for that one. She lost it to Natty, and then that broke my heart. The only reason why no, I'm sorry, she didn't lose it to Natty that time. She won against Alexa. She, she got injured. Yeah, she got injured, so she had to give it up. So technically, she didn't lose the first one. And then she won it back. And she won it back again in her hometown in WrestleMania. So you want to have that good feel good story, and then she loses it to Natty at SummerSlam. And then so right when they had the glow title too. I'm sorry. Yeah. And so I feel like if she would have won it that first time, just like Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox was the only black woman to win a Divas champion, and she didn't win it again. I feel like if Trinity would have won that match the first time, it would have been her only time. Mm. I kind of agree. Can I bring up another um, black woman that I feel like should get a little bit more talk, yes. talk is Cameron or Ariane? Yeah. Because she was getting compared in the ring athletically to a Naomi and it's like you already kind of setting your setting her up because like no one is as, as athletic as Naomi and it's like you're comparing the two of them so then she's already has like the underhand you know what I mean and she has to me I thought was more of a stereotype kind of thing so she kind of was never really given a chance and then it was one of those things where you have a couple of botches and then that defines your entire wrestling career right. and She's very ambitious and she wanted to go down to NXT, which people do now to kind of tune up. And because, you know, she was like, if I'm going to be a wrestler, if I'm going to be in WWE, I want to be the best wrestler I can be. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like, and it could be the total divas narrative, but it was, it seemed very frowned upon. And, it was, and I just was like, yo, Cameron never really got a chance. Never. And if you never like watch really. her now on like social media, like she's never stopped grinding, she's never stopped working. You know, she went from, you know, podcast, she's in movies, you know, she, and it's like, damn, I wish people saw, like, recognize that more about her, you know, because, like, when you're in a tag team, and not to get into that tag team conversation of, like, who's the Marty Janetti and who's the Shawn Michaels. Oh, please, we know Brian is Please. Like, when there's always going to be one where you're you're going to assume it's going to get late, like, going to get left behind, and Cameron was always kind of given that mark. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, and but she was a, she was more representation than you know, so I just I'm sorry I just want to give Cameron her flowers real quick. Yeah, I appreciate that. I'm glad you said that because it's just like it's like I said when I first saw them together as a tag team, I thought that were really cool. And anytime there was like any moments where I saw them together, I thought it was amazing. And when they started fighting and they broke up, I was like, no. <laughs> like if Cameron were allowed to have gotten better, like I could only and if trinity was still in the company like i was one of those people who were silently hoping that if Ariane came back like they would have gotten the funkadactyls back together of course it would have been a different name but either way they could have gone for the tag titles and that would have been lit we only oh. had a glimpse or a little bit of taste when she returned at um royal rumble 
Right. And then Tonya Deville eliminated her, and then Naomi comes out. So it wasn't even I like they didn't even get together in ring time together. Yeah, like, like so disappointing. Very disappointing. Yeah, it was very disappointing. But in the end, like I am to all of your points, it's just like I am really happy that you know, even Trinity had her moment, you know, at WrestleMania. It just felt like it took so much of her hard work to finally build up to where we are now, where we do see, like Brian Waters is mentioning, um, in AEW in terms of character-based stuff, because it would have been fun to watch with Vicky and Nyla. Mm-hmm. You have people like Nyla Rose, um, who is, I believe, Black and Native American, and also a trans woman, um, in terms of that form of representation. And then, of course, we have, um, we did have, we, we still have Mercedes in a different iteration, of course. Um, them knowing their worth and then we have Bianca Belair mm-hmm. and then we also have B-Fab even though of course you know it could be questionable as to what's going on with Hit Row at this point you have B-Fab you know and her improvements as a wrestler even though it's really quiet um, you have um, Mia Yim you have Ava Rain and you have um, Kiana James and Sol Ruka who we just found out a few weeks ago are actually <laughs> Um, black women like that that blew my mind and you're seeing the level of athleticism that's coming from these women and also you have your Amari Miller who was out right now with injury but we do wish her the best like and Lash Legend you have all these women you also have Jade Cargill in AEW and Willow and so many other women in the independents who are giving new levels of representation even on wild superheroes and it's beautiful that all of this is multifaceted even now but it's like i said on my last show yesterday the only thing that i wish is that all of this was happening when i was a child yo same like i wish i wish it was going on when i was a kid though i don't know well for us i don't know how it would have worked because we grew up in the attitude era so attitude era i i don't i don't know like i feel like if these women were put into the attitude era and we was like going to rewind the clock it would have been more of the same thing that they were doing to women right like bra and panty matches and you know things of that nature so um i'm glad that we have them now but i do i do wish that it started a little bit sooner than what we have them but not during the time where I was a kid because Attitude was was it. <laughs> yeah, they would not have done it right, like, fully. But, Ooh, excuse I, me. Yeah, but I do say this, though. I, I praise God, you know, and other higher powers for the children now who are coming up and seeing oh, these people. Oh, my goodness. Like, yesterday we were at Monday Night Raw, and if you ever been to a live show, you know when they're on commercial break, they'll do these cameras. Yeah, and they did the rest <laughs> of peace camera, and the amount of little kids who were oh, rolling their eyes like the Undertaker, it was oh. just like it hit me. It's just like yo, like these kids are here watching. They know who the Undertaker is. Like the one kid who made P and I cry was this little boy. He had been no more than five, and he was a Jeff Hardy fan. Jeff mm. Hardy music hit, music hit, and. This little boy goes crazy. He was, like, oh, he was shaking. He like couldn't like, control himself. I really wish that we would have recorded that so we could have tagged WWE so he could have had a chance to meet Jeff Hardy because the influence that these this kids was have only now within the last five years. So it's like yeah. that someone like Jeff Hardy still has that appeal on kids because he doesn't. He didn't know who Jeff Hardy was. It was just like amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
these kids are amazing. Then shout out to Mr. Perry and the wrestling club, like what he's doing mm-hmm. on social media and everything else. Like it's just simply amazing. Amazing. I wish I had a teacher like him when I was growing up yeah. to have impacted me in wrestling because maybe my teacher would have got me into being a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Hell, I could have been fighting Bianca. No shades you so just saying. Um, <laughs> I could have been, you know, like we'd never know what would have happened. Um, but yeah, the, the kids, like at this point, these kids are the next generation. They're definitely going to be taking over this wrestling world. Um, and I definitely cannot wait to see it. I can't wait to see what the, what's going to happen with these kids when they grow up to be wrestlers. And I would love to hear their stories and I would love to, you know, love who to hear who they were influenced by and, you know, which woman influence them to get into a, a ring a wrestling ring can't wait yeah i definitely can't wait either like even now like we're seeing the students and have you seen their black history reports they absolutely doing? i see i read it every day every time it comes out yes oh I my have. god it's so beautiful and then how they got to meet biggie and um cedric and titus and shelton i was like come hey, through we're not going to talk about them meeting biggie because p still has yet to do so and that's oh, yeah. my mom works at that school with Mr. Perry and she helps him out and stuff. And she met him and got a picture with him. She didn't even know who she was taking a picture with. Uh, <laughs> she, just, she was just like, oh my God, all the wrestlers are at the school. And she sends me this photo. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe it. But the kids, I'm so bad, glad Big E posted the video too. Cause I'm like, but kids faces, like the way it's like, it means it's just so, so priceless, awesome. yeah. It really truly is. And like I was blessed to be in the room when Sasha Banks surprised them. And, oh. and it was just such a beautiful, beautiful moment. Like, and just how wrestling like resonates with people and changes people's lives. And then you see Mr. Perry giving it giving that to these kids. It's like, oh, so amazing. It's it's amazing. And WWE needs to give him the Warrior Award or something because Oh, like oh yes if they give him the warrior war, i will weep front row we're gonna be front row oh <laughs> yes yes i will so weep i will weep and just cry like i will just need tissue throughout that whole situation because he is just so sweet he cares for these kids and he goes above and beyond for these kids like mm-hmm. he is saving their lives and he's mm-hmm. just he's just mm-hmm. an angel like he's just he an really angel. Truly I, is too. I love him so much he's so great um i was so happy when i had him on my show i was just like oh my god yeah he like he's just these children they're he's the real celebrity out of all of us it's him 100 percent <laughs> yes so since wrestling has evolved in a sense when it comes to black women um in wrestling and like i mentioned all the women that we have seen um sprinkled all throughout these various promotions even in impact and stuff um what would you say has been your favorite moment your favorite black girl magic moment in wrestling that's taken place in these past few years for me um, I, I would have to say attending the very first Jabber Slam, um, mm-hmm. and all of us doing the electric slide at the oh. end of the night. Like I saw those pictures. I wanted yes. to be there so bad. <laughs> we all just like bust the electric slide, and we took this big group photo, which which was originally supposed to be those wrestling girls and Jabba tears, and then Tasha jumped in, and Swole jumped in, and everybody jumped in. So it was like a big family photo. Um. And I love how after every match, Big Swole literally gives her flowers to a woman of color 
or she speaks her mind and uplifts everybody who's outside of who's watching, who comes to show. Like I love everything that she does and what she stands for. Um, it's good and it's and it's amazing to see the representation that we have on TV, but it's the moments that you don't get to see. It's the moments at those indie shows that you mm-hmm. are a part of that you know you just be like, yo, like this is history in the making. It's like you had to be there to witness it because if you're not there and somebody tells you, you just be like, well, I wasn't there. Like I can't, it's those feel, it's that feeling. Like mm-hmm. you don't want to miss out on the, Oh, I had to be there. Oh, I wish I was there. Like you, you had to be there in that moment. So for jobbers, for jobber chairs to come together and put together jobber slam, um, uh, two years in a row now working on a third one to witness, to witness Janelle become co-owner of a wrestling um, promotion Ooh. to be there at black wrestle fest when they announced that you were going to be um uh announcer. Mm-hmm. Yes. To be to, to that, to P and I, you know, having two successful anniversary parties in person to um, what is it? Pretty Hills putting together black wrestle fest. It's all of those moments that I'm just like, Yo, the this this is why I do it. Like, yes, I do it because I love watching WWE, and you know, I try to watch AEW and all of the stuff. But it's those moments where you don't get to see. Where I'm just like, that's the most impactful part. Mm-hmm. For me. Mm-hmm. I gotta, I gotta agree with with Krista. Um, at one moment in particular, shout out to Battle Club Pro. Um, I want to say it was Black Girl Magic Show or John, or the Java Sam this year, but we met, um, these two Black girls came up to me and Krista was just like, hi, oh my God, I don't know if you remember me, um, but we follow each other on Instagram and I saw you post about the show, so I came and I brought my friend who was another Black girl. And, that was Java Slam, because I wasn't at Black Girl Magic. Oh, okay, so yeah. Um, okay. Josh, like, I bought her, she's never been to a show, I told, like, you know, blah, blah, and they had the most amazing time, like, they loved it. They was like, oh my God, this is uh, such a good vibe. And her friend who had just came just because, you know, my friend was coming, she had a, like, she was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I run into the friend now at Battle Club Pro Shows where she's there before, like, I'm there. So it's like the fact that we're, like, able to convert other Black women and give them a community and give them, like, you know, because she started bringing her friends and, and it's like, wow, like, you know, those are the moments that, like, Krista said, like, you don't see you know, we don't tweet about, you know, we don't post on Instagram, but like, that's really like the mad, like the black excellence, black girl magic moments that I, that it just was like, okay, yeah, we're, we're doing the right thing. Right. And even like when you said her friend, you know, my friend Tiana, I've known this girl since we were in the fourth grade and we then fourth grade was still attitude era heavy and, you know, wrestling heavy, whatever. And she would know like the males, like we did. But then when we asked her to be a photographer for us for Black Wrestle Fest, she was texting me like, yo, where you at? I've never been in a space like this before to see Black people so wrapped up in wrestling. Like, this is amazing. It's literally like a mini wrestling convention. And then yeah. come to find out, she grew up with MJ Jenkins in the same projects. Wow. Yeah, that's and so crazy. M- yes, and MJ shouted her out like, oh, yeah, we used to play Double Dutch right there in front of the building. Oh, <laughs> those moments, those moments. Yeah, it's like you don't see that every day. Like you don't, you don't know who you know. You don't know 
you know, who, like I always say, you don't know who's a wrestling fan until you open your mouth. Yes. Right. You wear a shirt. I came out the nail salon one day and some guy was like, oh my God, you got on a vintage. Is that a vintage Bella Twin shirt? I'm like, yes. Oh my God. Mind you, I'm on the phone. So I'm over here rushing him up. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yes. Um, I'm, I'm a wrestling podcast that follows wrestling girls. Yeah, girls. So, uh, that, you know, but you don't know who's a wrestling fan to open your mouth to wear a shirt to, you know, you sp- to you in these spaces. And it's just so amazing to see like people are constantly being, I don't want to say converted, but being, having it revealed to them, like it's okay to look like us and still like this product. Right. Like those are beautiful answers. It's just so crazy to think about how black Russell Fest was my first time ever in New York. And really? Yeah, that was my first time ever in New York, period. Like when I came for Black Rust when they announced it, shout out to Danielle. Like yes, I wanted I knew I wanted to be a part of it because I was just getting into going to Comic Cons and doing fan tables for my own show. So I was just like, you know what? I think I want to go to New York. It's time, you know, it needs to happen. So um I went up there, got everything situated and I went up there and just, and I stayed in Brooklyn and it was just really amazing to see everything. I had just, cause going to New York had always been a dream of mine since I was a kid. So I was just like, you know, one day I'm gonna make it. And so I finally made it. And I and just rode the train. Yeah, I rode the train. Actually, I rode the train my second time. Oh, I was in New York because that was for Black Girl Magic when I when I rode the train and Janelle talked me through that experience and it was fun. But yeah, the first time, yeah, the first time, you know, I just took an Uber or a taxi or something. But it it was a lot to experience, you know, because you know when you live in Birmingham, Birmingham is a city, but it's still the South and everything is relatively you know chill and you know calm. And if you're walking on the sidewalk, you know you're lucky to run into maybe two people at a time. In New York, you running everybody. <laughs> so it was just, it was a beautiful experience. So, and then being welcomed by you guys, you know, that felt amazing. And like, that just felt really amazing. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm in New York and all these people really know, like really know me and actually want to get to know me and actually want to talk to me. This is insane. Absolutely. Like, that's how we felt when we deal. threw our, that's how I felt when we threw our third year anniversary party. Because I promise you, because of the because of the pandemic and how wrestling Twitter brought us together, yeah. we already thought that we met half of these people in person. Exactly. Yes. And then <laughs> Brian Brian be like, "No, that's the first time I met you." I'm like, "Yo, you're a liar!" Like, <laughs> no way. And then it's like, it's you're like, yeah, I said it just like you're a liar. Don't. Oh. So it's just like. When you meet these people, it was just like, oh my God, like, I don't, are you really you? It was just like, oh my God, come here, bro. Come here, sis. Thank you for coming. It's family. So when you got to experience that from us, it's always going to be love. Your family at this point, like you are definitely family. Whenever you in New York, whenever you in Brooklyn, I can't really speak on when you in the Bronx, but that's another story. You know, no shave, no shave, I'm just not, unless it's an emergency, I'm not going up there. Oh, you come to my house? Well, yeah, I do come to your house. I do. (laughs) um, Yeah, like, you know, whenever you are in town, you are always safe. You are always 
you will always, even if you need this place to stay for a little bit, you will always say, you will always have a place to stay with whomever because you know we will all protect you. Just like when I go down to Maryland, got Black Wrestling, I got Brian, I got Justin in Virginia, I got Britt in, in, in D.C., you know, I got my best friend Medina out there who's not a part of the wrestling community, but will support every last bit of it. Mm-hmm. Every last bit of it. Um, and I know if we come to Alabama, we got you. Like, it's literally yeah. it's literally a community of love, family, protection, and that's it. And I got to quickly shout, first of all, anyway, because um, no, we're not no Southern hospitality, but um, I got to shout out Jobber Tears though, because they were, they like, they really inspired us because they already had a community. They had already been bringing Spanish and black wrestling fans together for years and years. I think they celebrated their 10th year doing pay-per-view parties and they've built such a community where you really feel like family. Like the first time you come, you've um, been to Legends, I'm sure, Steph. And yes, I have. It was so fun. I went there for Extreme Rules. Like, oh, yeah. 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 Um, but just the hospitality that they showed, like, you know, like, you do, you need a table, you know, shout out to Mr. Black, you know, I, anytime I'm at Legends, I feel like VIP, you know, and that's just the way they make you feel, and I will never stop giving them their flowers for that, because they were one of the first to really build this family, and then that, like, and then it just migrates to, like, the Battle Club Pro family, and then that just moves on to, you know, Faye Jackson, and then just, like, it's so many Mm -hmm. communities, and, you know, now we're traveling to get together as a a Black wrestling community, shout out to, like, Black Fest because that's even, you know, that's something that's, like, you know, bucket list, dream, like there should be a black wrestling convention. And, and you know, people can mm-hmm. say that but so many times and then it's like a team to be like, let's do it. <laughs> you know, like let's fucking do it and did it. And it was amazing. And we were able to all get together. Is that where I met you for the first time, right, Steph? Mm-hmm. Was, yeah, was that it black was. And yeah, so, I mean, were we out here? We outside, we outside or ringside. Yes, praise the Lord. Cause being inside was hard. I'm an extrovert and I like to go places so being inside was the hardest thing to do Mm. I think it was hard because we were forced to do so if you choose to be inside against like for your free will it's the most easiest thing ever it it is is. you're right you're right But yeah, like in terms of my black girl magic moment, I think, you know, all of y'all mentioned all these great moments that we did all experience collectively together. But I think mine, just to bring it back, I guess, to sort of programming in a way, I can't stop watching Mercedes versus Bianca. Like ever since it happened, like it'll be random times where where I'll just need to pick me up, you know, to remember who I am in this space. And I'll watch that match back. Like, that match was my desktop um, wallpaper for months. And it's my desktop wallpaper at work now, too. And it's just, whenever I feel, you know, kind of just down or whatever, I will watch that match back and just remember who I am. And it's just, and that's just, you know, my thing. Like, I watch it for clear skin now. Or sometimes I watch Bianca's entrance at <laughs> last year's WrestleMania. I was, that was, I was going to say that. Like, that was, like, those two moments chill. were fantastic like, for me. I was me. like, oh, my God, y'all don't understand how, well, y'all understand. But, like, y'all white people don't understand how dope this is right now. To, to, to be there in person to experience it. How about that? 
like, God. the in-person so feeling, right yo, the in-person feeling to seeing Bianca come out with a a, um, a marching band from a HBCU. Yeah. Okay. And for them to play her music as she went down and for her to wear the signature colors and the bow and then bring back the, a moment, a moment. And then going back to the WrestleMania before, like that was like the very first WrestleMania. That was the first WrestleMania after the pandemic where we were all together at Legends. That mm-hmm. was our first time back at Legends. And for us to just witness that, I feel like you could have heard a pin drop Wow, that, that match was on. P, am I lying? No. Like, you could have heard, like, we was just like, and we didn't know, like, we knew we wanted Bianca to win, but we also wanted Sasha to win because she's never won at WrestleMania. Yeah. So we knew, like, it could go either way and we would be okay with it. But the tears that was on Bianca's face before that match started. Mm-hmm. And Sasha had to like literally slap her into reality <laughs> about it because the the crowd's reaction and to be in front of a live crowd, like I chills right now, literally chills right now talking about it. So it's definitely, yes, that's definitely a moment in black girl magic history that we will never ever forget ever in life. Yeah. And to also, I guess also, you know, piggyback off of you guys and mention another great moment. It just has to be commentating with Faye Jackson at Black Girl Magic last year and ha- and getting to commentate Trisha Dora versus Karen Bam Bam. Like oh, so that was one of that was one of the coolest matches I had ever seen. And even to get to call it, like that was insane enough as it was. <laughs> Like, I was just like, this is amazing to see Karen Bam Bam be as amazing as she is. And then also give a level of representation um, for more plus for plus size women in wrestling, for black plus size women and being confident in her body. Like, it was just such a beautiful thing to witness and witnessing Trish, you know, for the first, well, not the first time, but witnessing Trish wrestle in that match and watching them both, you know, tear it down and commentating like that with Faye just meant the world. Cause Faye was the first woman I had ever commentated with ever. Like I had only ever commentated with men and no shade to them because they were amazing men. Shout out to Mark and Scott, the funeral director, Resner, but us, but us together, me and Faye meeting for the first time that day and then just having chemistry like that and calling it and then watching her moment where she came out of retirement to challenge Karen for next year. Well, for this year, Jesus, it was just amazing. It was just like, I can't believe this. Wait, this hold up. Happened. Faye and Karen are, are fighting this year? Yeah, Faye and Karen. Yeah, she announced her comeback and it's going to be against Karen. Yeah, at Black Girl Magic 3. You know what? I, I I I'm clearing off my schedule because I missed it last year. I'm not missing it this year. Oh my gosh, it was so beautiful to be there. And then for women's wrestling talks, I also helped sp- sponsor it too. And then for Katrina to ring announce it, and that was her first time ever ring announcing. I was oh, like, wow. oh girl, I can't believe you did it. Like Katrina and I, like she she's like my sister at this point because we done we did everything together last year between her panels and. Um, our after shows together with NXT and Wild Superheroes and like she is almost like my sister. She's my sister at this point. So watching her grow and then do the um, ring announcing it was her first time. I was just like, oh my God, Katrina, you did so good. And she's so very, you know, shy and reserved sometimes, but she really does have a powerful voice. 
And I'm just so happy to watch her grow and to even be a part of that. So there are just so many moments that we can love on each other all night and, you know, talk about all the great moments that we've had in terms of Black women in wrestling. Even through our struggles, you know, we still find ways to triumph. And I'm so glad that we were able to come together and have this conversation in this way. So thank you, ladies, so much for coming on the Hardy Wrestling Podcast and um, just sharing space with me. And you're also welcome anytime you want to come back because I know y'all are busy. <laughs> um, but anytime y'all want to come back, y'all are welcome. So please tell everyone where they can find and follow you and what you've got going on. Okay. You want me to do it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, because I feel like I always interrupt you. You do. Um, please get it out. Please. Check please. out our Charlotte Flair series. Part one and two are out. Part three is coming, I want to say, next week. Um, Fan club tomorrow live with the crew on Twitch in memory of Camilla, a.k.a. Cami, And Friday, Kristen B. Sound off um, with Christina um okay yeah i think that's sure are you sure you got it done yes okay 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 <laughs> that's how it be i get it so you can find me miss krista b ms underscore k-r-i-s-t-a-b underscore on on instagram you can follow me on twitter miss krista b no i'm sorry miss underscore krista b k-r-i-s-t-a-b no underscore you can follow queen pr that's queen three underscores pr on instagram and twitter Make sure you follow us everywhere. Subscribe to our YouTube, our Patreon, our Twitch. Please make sure that you are watching the live streams that's happening this week. Make sure you follow us in, on Facebook and our discussion groups on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And that's it. That's where you can follow us at. And also coming up, we're in mania season. We never know what can happen. Jesus. We never know what can happen in mania season. So please stay tuned for all the updates. Please make sure you're following us, happen with us. And on that note, it's your girl, Krista B. Queen PR. And of course, know that you can follow me, your girl, Stephanie Hardy, on Instagram and Twitter at Queen Steph Hardy. And listen to the Hardy Wrestling Podcast everywhere you get your shows. And of course, watch the episodes on YouTube. Of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel, the Hardy Wrestling Podcast. And also support Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. And also go on our website where I have my Black History Month article on Janelle from the HR because Ooh. we're giving flowers to Black women in wrestling media. That article came out today. So please go to www.talkpod.com and read it. And also the other articles that were released today as well and yesterday because we are celebrating in a major way. Um, and also check me out on SmackDown and Rampage After Show with Drian Santana, our editor-in-chief. And on the WOW Superheroes After Show on Mondays with Katrina from NCAT We Trust and Emily May Heller. And check out my interview with WOW Superhero um, Coach Campanelli that's also on Women's Wrestling Talks YouTube as well. Yeah, that's a lot. But either way, please check it out. And also check out my episode that I did with Black Wrestling yesterday on YouTube. And also you can listen to the audio now as well. So, of course, oh, thank you for Brian Waters for watching the entire time. Thank you so much. And from your lips to God's ears about those premium live events, I hope so. Lord, Absolutely. We're we, we going to be there together at the same table. Oh, yes. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So, of course, this has been the hardy wrestling podcast and those wrestling girls with your girls stephanie krista v and queen pr and until next time bye y'all